Rusted Bucket Media Corporation. Hey everybody, it's 401 with another episode of What's 401 Listening To. Uh, This episode, I discuss one of my favorite albums with one of my best friends, and it's a really cool one because I tried a bunch of different editing techniques, and I think it turned out really well. So, uh, drop your socks, grab your cocks, and enjoy. What is the 401 listening to? 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. So don't say anything until I introduce you, for the love of God. And tell your cats to shut up, too. The cats? They're hey, what did I say? I did I introduce you? you? Gotcha. You stay down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, hello, uh, once again, uh, welcome to another episode of What's 401 Listening To, where I, your host, The 401 Experiment, listens to an album, and I, uh, either tell a friend to listen to it, or I tell a friend, hey, remember that album that we're really familiar with, listen to that again, or I tell a friend, uh, hey, do you have an album that I don't know, and then we should listen to that, and then talk about it. Uh, gee, that's the, that's basically the format of the show. This was originally episode four. I have the original date written down as ten thirty one fifteen was when this conversation was supposed to happen, but I believe a young man started throwing up everywhere and his father needed to look after him. And his father's name was King of Jordan, and that's my guest today where we discuss the album Tenacious D by Tenacious D. And I have King of Jordan calling in, uh, and his audio is played through a little Bluetooth speaker, so he's not in the room with me, which is kind of like I do every episode. The last episode, Run the Jewels 3, was the only face-to-face one I've done, now come to think of it. But uh, I have King of Jordan on the other end of this conversation, and I'm going to introduce him now. Hey, King of Jordan, how are you doing? Good evening. How are you? Good. I, I have written down here to ask you, how was your Halloween? So can you remember what you were doing on ten thirty one fifteen? You know, I can barely remember what I was doing this morning. <laughs> and and listening to you introduce, are we reviewing Tenacious D? Because I could have sworn you said we were going to review the soundtrack to Gilbert Grape. And so I've been listening to that all day, oh, writing geez. down notes. And if, if we have to do Tenacious D, I, I'm, I'm lost. Well, okay. See, one of the formats of the episode is where the other person is familiar. So you just you just lay it on me, and I'll I'll fill in I'll fill in the cracks. You know what I mean? Or you know Thankfully, you know what, you know Tenacious D good enough. You'll be able to wing it, right? I've exactly. I've listened to this album. I dare say over a hundred times in the last fourteen years since it's come out. I believe fifteen was it two thousand three or two thousand one. That's a good question. In my homework, I didn't check that. We should probably have a fact sheet in front of us right now, which obviously... Better than a fact sheet, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a drop in there, and uh, what I'll do is this new trick I've learned where I'll say, uh, hey, 401. Yeah, what's up? 
could you check what year Tenacious mm-hmm. D came out? It was 2001. Okay, thank you. You bet. Yeah. Uh, what color yeah, underwear okay, are you wearing? I'm not wearing underwear. Okay. Okay, cool. So right there will be, I'll ask myself, and then I'll tell us what year it came out. Oh, I'm, I'm familiar with, with the content <laughs> and, and the layers that you provide yeah. uh, to the audio tracks. Do you know of any other podcasts of this type out there? I, I have to say I'm a pretty avid podcast listener. I do a lot uh, of listening. Obviously, I've never uh, spoken on one before, and, and my, my genre varies considerably. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm hooked on last podcast on the left. Uh, it's all about serial killers and cults and a little bit about magic. Nice. Uh, and I'm actually going to go see him live next month at uh, the Turf Club in Minneapolis. Very cool. Uh, but I, I'm definitely familiar definitely familiar with, with your method and, and your layout. Uh, but I can't say I'm familiar with anything that, that, that's parallel to this. The closest I've never thing listened to I one know of... Strictly reviews... Yeah. There's one called Song Exploder, which is a really good one, where they the host uh, talks to a band about a, a specific song that they recorded, and they talk about it from beginning to end, like the process of recording that song, and he'll play little snippets of what they're talking Like, when we recorded the guitar part in the intro, we were doing this, and he'll play the you know guitar part of the intro, and then they'll talk about, like, everything about that song and then at the end they play the record version of that song at the end and it's really cool because it's only about 20-25 minutes long for each episode and he does a wide range of people but that's like the only one that I know of that kind of references what they're talking about in terms of music as it's happening Uh, last podcast on the left is the one yeah and so that would for you, be like a, a 401 exclusive, right? 401 exclusive. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and I will, uh, I will see your last podcast on the left and raise you a my favorite murder, which is basically like a oh, podcast. Both. Both. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. They, they had a crossover podcast just a couple weeks ago. No shit. My favorite murder and last podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm last podcast telling you shit you already know. As, as one of theirs. I'm familiar with them, but I haven't listened to any of their, their full-length podcasts yet. I've only heard them as guests on other podcasts, uh, the ladies from... Ooh, that's a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where I've heard of them, right? And that's like, do they actually have? Is there actually a My Favorite Murder? I don't know. I think... Or every... are these two chicks like... Like, frauds? Maybe every murder they hear of is like better than the last murder they heard of. Oh, oh, that's that's my that's my favorite murder right there. You know, it's just the best. And then the next murder is just it's just Statist- the best. Statistically, always... that's possible, right? No, it's not possible. Somebody, there has to be a person where every murder they hear of is categorically better than the last one they heard. Statistically, that's possible. Ooh. Statistic, yeah, the thousand monkey theory of. <laughs> Murder in sequence <laughs> with increasing happiness is a possibility. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the thousand monkey theory, or what? 
you know, I, I think we're talking about something totally different than uh, Tenacious D. So maybe we uh, get back on track here. Again. Uh, okay, okay. So that's how your Halloween was, King of Jordan. <laughs> Uh, very, very scary. Yeah, yeah. There's murderers. Um, tell me, or tell me. Yeah, tell me, because if I say tell the listeners, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of arrogant, right? Tell the listeners. Yeah, that's presumptuous. Assuming there's more than just me and you listening, that is a bit presumptuous. Uh, tell us what our background is. Uh, you and I, King of Jordan, four hundred one. How far back? How far back do we go? Oh, God, it's just close to 30 years as far back as we go. And it's been a bit scary since kindergarten. Since uh, kindergarten, yeah. And we're now both married with children, so... PM class. There was AM class and there was PM yeah. class, and we were PM class. I think we was yeah, AM Yeah, I'm pretty class. sure I, I was... I'm pretty sure I was actually AM. So we probably technically started in the first grade, but I'm sure we knew of each other in kindergarten. No, we were both in the same kindergarten class because I have a picture and it shows both of us. Then you were in AM because is that I what it was? Distinctly remember coming home and having lunch with my father every day, and it always being French toast. You know what? I think I was AM because that make, that would make a lot more sense. I was. Or was, the class photo was with both classes. No, because it says like you'll just have to put a, a link to that photo on the website, uh, and we'll analyze that later. Uh, hey, four hundred one. Yeah, buddy. Was it PM class or AM class? You were PM class, buddy. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, peace out. Told ya. Told ya. <laughs> oh, that's how you're going to do it? <laughs> I can do another take where I, I say, oh, really? I could have sworn. <laughs> yeah, so uh, King of Jordan and I have been friends for close to, and I'll say, I'll say friends. I'll put that out there. For not, not always. 20, okay, uh, more on that later, because that's written down too. But what, 26? Let's see, that'd be 4, 5, 6. 26 years, hell yeah. Round up, 30 years. Uh, so we had a, we had yeah, a falling I, I out. Rounded, I rounded up. Yeah, rounded up. We had a falling out. Uh, let's see if you're thinking of the same one I'm thinking of. Because for me, there was... Second grade. What happened? Second to third grade. The era of Pogs was the falling out. That was fourth to fifth. Or, or during that time. Okay, well then that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. I didn't realize there was more than one. No, the the, the Pog incident was fourth grade. That was the okay. first That was the well, first time. We don't, need, we don't need to go into detail on that. The Pog. The Pog Let's not incident. bring that up. Okay, okay. okay. Um, yeah, we have the greatest album of all time, and we have yet to mention it. We're, we're 35 minutes in. 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, do you remember the gangs? Oh, of course. There were the uh, Bad Boys and the Privilegers back in fourth grade. What what set were you playing? I remember. Oh, I was a 100%. I was the leader of the Bad Boys. I wasn't claiming a side. Yeah. My side was me. <laughs> You're, I man. was the side. Game recognized game. Side chose you. Exactly. And you know the leader of the other side. I actually remember. No, my dear. Was he just a figurehead? I guess now I'm unsure, but. Uh, so was the prime minister, and there was. It was the queen, apparently. He was the queen. <laughs> let's, just, let's just bring him right out of the closet. Yeah. Now, and get that out of the way. So that's, that's our. 
So for all you uh, listeners out there who know exactly what we're talking about and have references for all of that, uh, St. John's Sandstone Building, you know exactly what we're talking about. That's our background together. Now, uh, King of Jordan and I actually got the chance to see Tenacious D live at the Roy Wilkins Auditorium on November 1st, 2008. Now, that was a very important time because that was the push for President Obama's first election. And Tenacious D, Ben Harper, and the Beastie Boys were on a tour, touring all the swing states to kind of drum up support for the DNC or the, just for Obama himself to, to vote for him. And Wu-Tang, King of Jordan, and 401 went to that show and raged it. Uh, what do you remember about that show? It was the Rock the Vote concert. That's what it was called. You're right. It was all about drumming up support for the election. And they had to partially make it uh, you know, nonpartisan. And Jack Black goes, we can't, we're not supposed to say who we're going to vote for. But the person I'm going to vote for rhymes with your mama. And everyone, you know, lost it. Obviously, he's talking about Obama, right? And and obviously becomes president and, and makes yeah, history. Twice. Uh, that, that's one of the main things I remember about that show was just that one political statement that Jack Black made. Yeah. Uh, he did another one. No. Because he, he busted out a toy sack. Did he say anything political before he started playing that? Uh, you know, I recall that him busting out the toy sax and there being just a great little scene of him dancing around on the, on the stage with this fake little tiny saxophone. Uh, yeah. I, do, I do believe something right before that was a derogatory comment on, on George Bush or something like that, but I can't yeah. remember specifically what it was. I think I might be cross-remembering. I went to a Flaming Lips show at The Myth and Wayne busted out a bugle and he gave a little speech beforehand saying how this bugle if you press one of the keys it automatically plays taps for you because there are so many soldier funerals there aren't enough bugle players that know how to play taps so they make bugles now that play taps when you press a button since like there aren't enough bugle players for all the funerals and like, this is kind of like look at that we have this thing that does this isn't that kind of fucked up and then he pressed the button and the thing played taps while the rest of the band kind of did a bunch of swells and stuff. And it was like a really powerful moment in that concert. And I thought maybe Jack Black had done something like that with the shot. But I, I think I was just remembering something else. Yeah, I, I think so. But that's a very true statement uh, about the military funerals. And there's a small detail in my company that did funerals. And that's what they did. They brought along, I can't remember if it was either like a tape recorder or something like that that just played taps and played the other parts of the funeral because we didn't have anyone that could actually play, you know, and they were doing funerals every week. That's crazy. That is crazy. So that's our, well, we should talk about our background with the album. Uh, what do you recall about, like, the first time you either heard this album or purchased this album or, or, what, or anything about that? You know, that's, that's kind of funny because I was just thinking about, you know, have I ever actually purchased this album? I was trying to listen to it today in preparation for the show, you know, I've heard it at least a hundred times before, you know, I, I can 
sing it verbatim. Uh, but I was having a hard time playing it because I don't have any active streaming services right now, so I couldn't just queue it up on Spotify. Uh, I think Pandora wanted me to buy the album. Yeah. So I found the stream on YouTube uh, and listened to it that way. And, and I thought, you know, I'm sure I've had a copy of it, but was it just a download? And I do have a download, but, you know, my computer isn't set up right now. So uh, it, it's terrible to say that I haven't maybe ever purchased this album because it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Well, that's just a... You bought a ticket to go see him. You've, you know, seen their movie. You're... I, th- I think you're in the clear. Well, that's how I justify all my illegal downloads. <laughs> if I like it enough, I'll buy it. Or I'll go see this guy live. Yeah. Or I'll see a show or a movie. Yeah. And in this case, I did. You know, like you mentioned, we saw him live, and it was great. It was very great. We didn't even talk about the Beastie Boys playing or Ben Harper or all three of them playing Under Pressure by Queen at the same time. That was a really good show. I, I could have taken or leaving Ben Harper. I, I don't know him at the t- I didn't know him at the time and I don't really know him now. But Ooh. the Beastie Boys are the Beastie Boys, right? And they yeah. rocked hard even though they were as gray as Kyle Gass was in the hair. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they were, they were they not were the Beastie Boys. That was seven years ago. No, eight. That was eight years ago. Uh, my background yeah. with the album I took a band trip in high school to California, and while I was out there, I was hanging out with some people. Who I mentioned earlier in the podcast was one of them, and he's like, "We we we were we went to a mall, and we were just going to different stores. Like that was one of the the stops when we took our little band trip was we went to this open air mall, and uh, we were just looking through CDs and stuff, and I saw uh, the Tenacious D." I was like, I think I know about these guys, and then it started telling me about uh, Mr. Show, which is a a show, and Jack Black's on it, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, I'll be cool and buy this, so I bought that, we played the shit out of it that whole trip, because I had a little disc man, and Erk and I bought external speakers, so like, we were just bumping it everywhere we went, and just turning on everybody in Jordan High School to Tenacious D, I bring it back to Jordan, and I think that's when you first heard it. I think. I think I borrowed it to you, or I took it, or something. And I had my copy for a while, I remember that. That's random. Way random. I do remember getting it onto my Xbox at one point, and streaming it from there, and having that be, I think, my first copy. That's crazy. That's kind of put you at a, a time and date. Yeah, that dates you. Uh, let's see. We did the background. We did sort of the listening experience. I remember I did headphones when I originally heard it. And uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to it all the way through tonight uh, because I was playing Farkle. But I have my notes, and I'm gonna. that means I'm going to have to rely on you if my notes don't jog any memories. But uh, the original time I was playing it from a... I ripped the CD onto my computer, and then I did that to my phone, and then I put headphones into my phone and listened to it that way. I remember doing that. Uh, what do you think about the artwork? This is something we didn't talk about on Run the Jewels, is the artwork. Because we didn't have it. It wasn't released yet. What do you think of the artwork on the old Tenacious D album? Do you know it at all? You know, I, 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 I could picture it in my head, as I imagine, and as I recall it, it's 
a devil in the center with Jack and Kyle on the right, kind of a cartoonish drawing. Yeah. Um, and there's similar artwork to that with, with some of their the videos they put out and some of their shows they put out. But I, I'm, I actually have never considered who the artist is for that drawing or that artwork, but I like it. It fits, it fits their album. It doesn't detour from the music, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it shows it's a rock album just from looking at it. Yeah. But it's not... Uh, not overwhelming, but like I, like I said, I like it, man. Just never consider who the, the artist is. Well, it's it's actually a photograph. It's not a drawing, and it, and they're both standing there with the pentagram. <clears throat> excuse me. And they're naked, but their guitars. They're holding their guitars, and that covers up their wieners and stuff. And it's a pentagram, and yeah. there's a there's a candle on all the points of the star, and it just says Tenacious D over the top, and it's a black and white photo. Is that Jaga Bell? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I'm I'm just not that into Satan, so I'm like kind of take it or leave it. You're personally not into Satan. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, because I say hail Satan, just like the last podcast. That's how they sign off with the shows. It's, I mean, we're talking on track twenty uh, on this album itself. The Jack Black and Kyle Gass both sign off with a hail Satan. Yeah, right. That's true. I mean, it's 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 not they don't actually worship Satan, right? You you know that. Do I? They're using it as a joke. Just, they're so rock hard, right? Yeah. That just full they of rocket do guitar battles with the devil and win. <laughs> but they're still hailing him because that's where they get their power. Yeah. That's where we all get our power. See, John is is our Lord Satan. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. Uh, I have quiz written down. And I think I, I wrote on a quiz somewhere, but for the life of me, I don't know where it is. There's a, a Tenacious C quiz you've got for me, because that would be great. As long as it's not about the, the album cover, apparently, because <laughs> there I'm lacking. I, I have quiz written down, and I remember making questions, but I don't know where they are. This is terrible. Well, that just shows excellent preparation. <sighs> How about we start with track number one, Kielbasa. Go ahead. What do you know about that? Uh, you know, it, 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 it's a blatant uh, reference to their dicks, right? That's, yeah. that's what the whole song is about. Uh, it's a great way to open an album. Kyle Gass is excellent on the guitar. He's got some great little riffs. Uh-huh. Uh, the lyrics are awesome. You know, they're, they're... Jack sings them really well. Yeah. Dynamic. And, and they, they immediately reference... They immediately reference smoking a big-ass bowl of weed. So they, they establish themselves within the first song. We rock hard. We sing about funny shit. And we smoke weed. Yeah. And it it, does, it sounds very clear. It sounds very crisp. It's recorded well. It's just great. And uh, if you listen to it again, and maybe I can put a drop of this in there, but Kyle, it sounds like he he puts his guitar pick in his guitar strings. Like, they, what do they say? That was TNT or something like that? Like, they realize, yeah, we just yeah. performed this song great. 
and uh, it sounds like there's a little if you on headphones of course as I was listening to it, it sounds like he puts his guitar pick kind of weaves them into his strings or whatever of course as I was listening to it, it sounds like he puts his guitar pick kind of weaves them into his strings or whatever kind of neat if you're listening closely you can hear that, yeah, that in his TNT. guitar I think so no on the recording as he's like saying that was TNT he's just kind of puts his guitar pick in there you'll hear it you'll yeah. hear it on the when I, when almost, I just almost like a, in. almost like a drop the mic but he keeps the yeah. pick it wasn't a mic drop it was a pick put Track two is the one note song, which was like they okay. So Kill Boss is pretty much a straightforward song, and it's kind of their first skit that they have on this one. No, we don't have the technology yet. Yeah, the first of, of three or four skits, and they're all pretty funny. Uh, they they verbally give you a great image of what's going on. And I don't recall if the show came out after or before this album came out, but it, it completely parallels the show. And so a lot of these songs will, they have a storyline behind them. Yeah. Uh, you kind of got to imagine at this one there, sitting in their apartment just trying to write some tunes, right? And, and Kyle's just strumming because, you know, he's classically trained. Yeah. So he's always got a beat going. And Jack's just like, okay, play that one note, and then just bend it. And that's it. And then it, it works. Yeah. And, that, and he wrote it. You know, Jack wrote it. Next song, right? Just, okay, one note, bend it, and track two. We're on to the next one. And the next song is Tribute. And that's where shit starts getting serious with this album. Got a guitar solo. And, and possibly the, the best or one of their most well-known songs ever. Because it's the best song in the world. That's Tribute. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the song. I had seen the music video for that, and that's why I bought the CD. That's what And their was. music videos are great. Oh, yeah. Just epic battles with, with the devil or with... Wizards or whatever. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing here. They're 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 doing the old banjo down in Georgia, right? Yeah. You know, it's that old classic. The devil down to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, but they're bringing it up to to modern times, and they're playing their axes, and they're fighting the devil. And I believe in the show or in the music video, they're doing in it in a WWE ring, right? Yeah, it's been so long. Like on the seen. side of the road. Yeah, in the in the music video or the show, one of the two. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's how it goes down in one of the takes. I'm not. I'm not, gonna, different. I'm not gonna look that up. Well, I'm gonna look that up, but I'm not gonna put a drop in it because everybody that's listening to this that doesn't know, I'm not gonna tell you. You need to go watch it and see for yourself. Four one exclusive. Watch. You gotta watch both of them. Yeah. Like I said, there's there's a show version. And then there's uh, the the music video, and they're slightly different. But I think the Devils are, are different. But I want to say they're guitarists, and, and, and you know who that is, but I can't think of his name. Or not not guitarist. I'm sorry. Their drummer, Dave Grohl, uh, plays the Devil. Yes, I believe he plays the Devil in in one or both of those scenes. 
for certain I know the music video. I'm not sure about the show, but I would I would say probably the show as well. Okay, but they're two definitely distinct devils. One's almost cartoonish compared to the other one, which is just a straight up horror. Yeah, you know, just a a Krampus looking beast. I'm sure they had a bigger budget on the music video. Uh, I think there's a part, there's a spot in this song where I made note that it sounds like Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it sounds like Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Like there's another band. That Led, oh, oh, that version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that version. Just okay, not the one I heard last week at the bar. <laughs> How ridiculous that was as soon as I said it. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I do like the very last guitar riff in this one. It, it just kind of tapers off and slows down, and you can just hear Kyle's fingers, you know, serenade you. Uh, I'm sure you're putting a drop here right now. Obviously, I'm terrible at it, but uh, just the last... Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, next track is... What is next track? Do you know? Uh, Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. One of my favorites. The Young Nasty Man. Uh, okay. Yeah. It is his arch rival. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think uh, those... What is, I wrote down a question, but I can't. Who do you think these are two alter egos? That's not That's not even English. Do you think that those are two alter egos? Wonder Boy and Young Nasty? Are they the same? Young Nasty Man? Coin, just different. I always saw them as alter egos of, of Jack and Kyle, right? That's, they're the two people that play the two parts. Holy shit, you're right. 401 exclusive. Ah, that is... That's been known since the moment of lunch. Uh, the least exclusive thing you've ever heard. <laughs> it's a 12 year old commonly known fact. So, Wonder Boy is Kyle and Young Nasty Man is Jack. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's one's got the golden voice and one's got the, the silver fingers, right? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Some good guitar riffs again. Uh, reference the broadsword. You know, yeah. I, I like anything with a sword in it. Damn, I'm an idiot that I left. And that brings you right into uh, the next skit, right? Yeah, yeah. Hard fucking. Uh, what are the your thoughts fucking. on hard fucking? Oh man, uh, just whatever you do, practice safe sex, because otherwise you're gonna end up with with two kids and a, a, a home in the town you grew up in, right? Is that not the nightmare? In my experience, it's one kid in a town a thousand miles away from the town I grew up in. <laughs> okay, yours, yours sounds a little worse. I, I just like, <laughs> after I said it, I realized it's, it's actually pretty nice to be home, <laughs> living back in, in the town I grew up in. 
Yeah, I'll put a drop in there for a Frank Zappa song called The Little Town I Grew Up In. Or Used to Live In. What's a Frank Zappa song? Yeah, he's got a song called The Little Town I Used to Live In or I Grew Up In or something like that. Might be only a live one. Uh, yeah, and, and just safe sex. Have you seen Dallas Buyers Club? Just full on safe sex. Just no AIDS. We could be the generation <laughs> that kills AIDS. I wasn't referring to, to AIDS oh. protection. I was referring to uh, child protection. Birth which, control. Which uh, is kind of not properly named now that I think of it. It's not child protective services, right? That would prevent you from having children. Yeah, uh, no, it's birth control. Child protective services sounds like it's pretending you, protecting you from children. Uh, it's just or protecting the children from you. you well, need that's a, you what need they do, service. but... Yeah. Do you think it's... Uh, well, obviously, it's... It's uh, it's purposeful that fucker gently is after hard fucking. I mean, that's just... That, you, that's, that's part of the plan. It, the, the skit leads into the song. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. another great music video, right? It, it's a cartoon, Jack and Kyle. Uh, yeah. And they end up double teaming, literally, double penetrating uh, some chicken hell and turning into an angel, or they turn into angels. Yeah. Um, or maybe they were to begin with, but a total contrast to the song. You know, it's a cartoon, it's, it's almost like a Red and Stimpy. You know, it's one of the original adult cartoons. Where it's just, it's like it's uh, Ren and Stimpy, yeah. I think it's that same guy. It, it's like a, it's like a heavy metal, you know. Yeah. It, it's the first time you saw porn in the cartoon. Uh, and I believe there's an edited version, but there's a full-on version where where the, the chick they're double teaming and practically raping is fully nude and. Uh, it's all out there. Bouncing all over the place. Yeah. It's a great sing-along song. I'm on a <laughs> You describe it differently than I do. It's a great sing-along song. But it's just a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. Uh, the lyrics, uh, screw, hump, ball, discreetly. I always mix those up when I'm singing along to it. I never know the order in which they go. The song for the ladies, the fellows listen closely. Right? It's almost a poem. It's like a riddle. Yeah. You know? Who's he singing to here? He's singing to the ladies about fucking them gently, or he's singing to, to the guys about this is how you do it, or this is how you shouldn't do it. it. It works both ways, and he identifies that right away, which I love. Yeah, there's a there's a string section at the end that is quite lovely. Oh, that's that's well. That's Probably where, organized that's by, by Kyle Gass. You think he? Yeah, and, you and, think he wrote it? And then Juilliard trained Kyle Gass writing. Uh, Right in string sections. Oh, Juilliard trains. You know that was a, a joke, right? No, he went to Juilliard. No, he, he didn't. He literally said that as a joke on some late night appearance, and then it stuck with him. He came out with it a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, I want to say with with uh, Adam Carolla. Oh, wow. And he said, no, that, that was a joke, and my apologies to Juilliard. Like, I always thought that was kind of too good to be true with him. He's like yeah, this classically trained uh, savant, or whatever you call some super progressed child musician, and he decides to Prodigy. join this... Yes, he joins this garage band with this other, you know, 
fat loser at the time, Jack Black, even though now he's super popular and he's always just had the same charisma. Yeah. But you don't, you, you question, I always question, you know, how did he end up with this guy if he went to Juilliard and he didn't? That's, that's the answer. <laughs> the answer to that question is the question isn't real. Uh, track seven is Explosivo. Well, I'm upon my faithful steed. Then we gonna ride, gonna smoke some weed. And I lied. This is actually my favorite song on it. And and what are they fueled by? Yeah, Satan. They're, they're fueled right? by Satan. And and again, they're smoking some weed. Yeah. You know, they, they're. It's what they do. Let's smoke Wait. a bowl, let's get fueled by Satan, the devil's grass, and then let's play maximum overdrive, right? Devil weed, gunslinger. That Aren't you also known as the kicker of elves? Don't people call you that? Me? Personally? Yeah. You. Not to my face. Yeah, well, there I- I've never heard that before. No. I am also known as the kicker of elves. Is this a gunslinger quote you're throwing at me? No, that's it. That's that's in. Uh, I am also known as the Angel Crusher. I'm known as the Kicker of Elves. I'm known as the Angel Crusher. That's Explosivo, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I can't say I understand every word, but I'll put a drop in. Okay. Do you think? Do you think Explosivo is is the climax after fucking her gently? Right? They. I they, do know. They, they lube up, talk about the hard fucking, yeah. and they're fucking her gently, and then Explosivo. Yeah. No. I. And then after they come. Deal. <laughs> what do you think about after you come? Deal. <laughs> Rest in peace. He's rocked for a long, long time. And now it's time for him to pass the torch. Yeah. And who does he pass it to? A couple of dudes that can do some inward singing. The next uh, skit. But yeah, we gotta. I'm gonna air that out a little bit because I'm gonna put a, a clip of Dio in there. Because that song's just great. It's good. But inward singing. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple of Dio clips. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put some pauses in there. We will make sure that you're very well taken care of. Inward singing is a very good, uh, it's a, it's a good skit because it has a lot of my favorite quotes. You, you go sit in your tower, uh, take a fucking nap. <laughs> Think about it, man. 
fuck singers are only fucking you half the time. Yeah. And the other time they're 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 breathing in. <laughs> like the worst way to breathe. In You can't sing when you're breathing in. The greatest innovation since yodeling. Or, or singing technology since yodeling. <laughs> Powerful as, tool. As if there's such a thing. Since yodeling, dude. Cock chaos. Cock chaos. And if That's you, the word. When you, listen on, uh, when you listen on headphones, you'll notice that while Jack is doing his tirade, you hear laughing. It wasn't really nonstop, though. There was a slight... Gosh, shut up! It is nonstop! And the other thing is that when I'm fucking singing in, it sounds even better! Then when I'm singing out, shut up! Fuck you! You fucking dick! Always naysaying! Everything I create! You piece of shit! You create something! Like inward singing! You fucking shit! You fucking sit in your tower! You fucking nap! What's funny? You fucking bitch! Fucking fuck out! Fucking like they're both in the studio, Oh, yeah. Just having a ball. Except at the no, very end. No, it's Kyle laughing at him. Yeah. You're fired. And the laughs soon oh, turn to not be laughs because quiet Kyle quietly whispers I quit I quit which is why the next track is Kyle quit the band Kyle quit the band mm-hmm. and if you remember at the live show when they did this because they kind of just played through their first album and did some skits on stage Kyle quits That's and right. then in this in this song he, he changed the lyrics to a couple seconds ago, <laughs> Kyle quit the band. Yeah. I have written down, and since I didn't listen to it again, I don't know what this is referencing to. Maybe uh, my, the drop I put in will be able to explain it, but I have Kyle starts songs in the left channel, like the left speaker, and then goes to, and then this song, the right comes in. So I don't know what that means, but I guess after qu- Kyle quits the band, like... I, I don't know. Maybe the whole record, Kyle and his singing and guitar playing is more like panned to the left and Jack is panned to the right. But when Kyle quits the band, maybe they do something with the stereo where uh, it's it's changed. I don't know. I'll have to listen they to it switch again. switch it up? And, uh, it gives you a different feel? Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on one second. Hey, 401? Yeah, what's up? Could you listen to it again and then sort of explain... What the hell you're talking about here? I'm not fucking doing that. Okay, yeah, just go ahead. No. I'm, I'm not going to... And it, I can just cut that, and then he'll say something. I'm not going to do that. And then it'll open in uh, right here with track 11, The Road. What do you think of The Road? Not as good as the book, right? That's not what they always say. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, great drum, great drum, and, and and some good zesty piano, right? Uh, yeah, like a good honky tonk kind of feel. It's romantic. It's Jack's version of romantic. You know, meaning a tasty baby in Michigan. You know, that's that's his version of yeah. You know, meeting a girl at church or you know, falling in love on the subway. Yeah. It's a rock band. Oh, Jack's just going to meet some, some chick on the road. And he's going to think about her. It's, it's that piano and electric guitar solo for the entirety of it. What does he say when I'm munching on a tasty blank right after the show? show? When I'm munching on a tasty something. What is that? What is he Douchers. 
Noose? I don't remember. I don't know what that word is, and I haven't looked it up yet. You can just ask uh, ask your buddy, uh, robotic version of 401. You know, why don't you ask him? Hey, uh, robotic version of 401, could you uh, figure out what he's actually talking about there? What's the word he uses? And what is he referencing? Bush. Yeah, okay, hurry up. I don't need to be talking back to you. It's Bush. But Jack gets upset in this song, you know? Why? He's struggling. Yeah, no. You know, he doesn't like, get yeah. why the relationship doesn't work. Uh-huh. You know, in his mind, he meets that girl, it works out, and she's just a roadie. You know, she was just there for the one to hit it and quit, you know, the one once and dump. Pump and dump, yeah. And, and, and one time is all you need, right? That's just true. Just like in okay. Talk Push Ups. So here you go. Well, yeah, okay. So, we did... Is it fucking? Is it all a linear? So we, they talk about their dick. Then there's a one-note song. Then they have a tribute, maybe referencing that the one-note song is the greatest song ever. And then they have okay, guess who wrote that tribute? Wonder Boy. And this is the secret to my power. Uh, I've talked about my dick before, didn't I? Well, here's what I do with it. I do hard fucking, but sometimes I fuck her gently, and then I explode. And then I listen to Dio. And he gives me really a lot of inspiration to sing. And then I yell at my partner and he quits the band. And I go on the road. And when I go on the road, I realize, you know, I need to change something. I think I'll change my dick for fucking. I'm going to do some cock push-ups. Okay, so he's on the road by himself in your mind. Kyle quit the band. Because Kyle just quit the band. Does Kyle rejoin the band at the end of Kyle quit the band? Is it there or is it uh, after the cock push-ups or is that the makeup scene? Um, I feel like she gets back. I'm trying the to think of how, how Kyle quit the band ends. They get back together. I'm pretty sure they get back together. But how? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. God, this is a really good. So Jack's replacing Kyle with some with some chick in Michigan that he meets. Yeah. What is what's the, what what is the line like? Kyle's back in the band. I don't know. Cock push-ups is another skit, though. But, it's yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a uh, classic, obviously. Uh, but I don't know how it leads into Lee. <laughs> yeah, where does Lee come from? Is it just, you know, they, they after the cock push-up, it fades to black. Yeah. It comes back in with, with Kyle and Jack randomly a couple months later. And they're they're doing songs. Well, you know and, what? They're, they're coming off the road. The song is just about Lee. They're coming off the road, and they got strong cocks. Okay, they're back so together. So they're playing shows, and Lee starts going to the shows. And he's like, "These guys have strong cocks. I need to be like their their main dude." And Lee, I think, is my favorite song because it's sing along. And it's essentially just one verse, so that's all you really need to memorize when you're singing. Repeating Lee over and over yeah. again. And then it's just one it's one verse of meeting Lee and Lee's relationship with them and how they feel about it, and then they just say Lee a bunch of times. Okay, well, as I recall in the show, Lee is like their one and only fan. Like, yeah. they're playing at this point in their life, uh, they're playing at the, at the shitty place downtown, mm-hmm. and there's this one dude that just loves them, and they're like, oh, wow, we got a fan. 
and they, they just start stalking Lee. Yeah, and they, they start becoming obsessed with Lee. And then right. when he's saying Lee and Lee over and over again, he's literally stabbing, stabbing Lee in the chest love with knife. a knife. Love he's like, knife. Lee, 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 Lee. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I love you so much, Lee. I just need to kill you. What is he, he? And he talks about a chick somewhere, a total love knife material. And it turns out Lee's the one that gets the love knife. Uh, I, I was thinking he was, again, talking about his cube off the sausage. Yeah. With the love knife. Have you ever given me the friendship pass? <sighs> no. But you've given it to me, and I passed. You know what I got? <laughs> F. F plus. Click. Uh, when I was listening to it on headphones, you hear a lot more because like it's recorded so well like they we're, we're doing a skit so let's do real close mics everything it they pick up everything i i hear him take a drink of coffee or a drink of something i you can you can tell it's coffee just the way it sounds but uh the the next song the distinctive ear yeah do you have any notes on friendship tests? Because if not, I can go on to friendship. Not about the, the sound of people sipping coffee. No. 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 Well, obviously not. But they reference two kings, and I, and I like that. That's it, yeah. I like the old King, king A and King 1 uh, <laughs> mentality that we used to have. King A1 and King 1. And we're, we're, you were King A because, yeah. well, obviously, and I was King 1. The king of Jordan gets gets the better of the two kings, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hello, king. That's how Wu Ting and I used to answer our dorm room phone because we had a phone number, a landline. Uh, see, Who's kids, calling you? Uh, just everybody, because hey, cell phones weren't a thing. Uh, kids, landlines were what humans used to call people before cell phones. There was actually a line. Landline? Land. Are they like landmines? Uh, kind of, because you never know what's on the other end of it. Okay. Yeah, think about that. Next track is Friendship, and this song is never my favorite. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I don't know why. Really? It's a song that makes me think of you, and you don't even like it? Because it's, yeah, yeah, I don't even like it. Well, then I, I don't know what I can say about it. I know. It makes me miss my friends. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Isn't that what songs are all about? Isn't that what it's for? Yeah, it takes you to that other Make place. Make you feel something. Mm-hmm. 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 Now that I, like, I hear it in my head, and I, I kind of groove to it, I guess. It's just it's it it's different than everything else on the album. So I suppose if I just like listen to that song by itself, it's fine. But as far as fitting on the album, it just it doesn't jive with to me with the rest of them. So it's always like it's a, it's a skip. It's a skip for me. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's over twenty tracks. Over twenty tracks on this album. Yeah. You know, a couple skips. Yeah, and now apparently a couple of skips. The skips are the best. Uh,
Uh, next one is another skit, Karate Schnitzel. And uh, it's it's fair game, you know? If it's in there... You put it in there. <laughs> Anyone can eat it. How was I as a roommate? <laughs> yeah, it's just... I don't feel like you ever ate my schnitzel, so I, that's cool. I definitely, uh, I definitely I've stole had food. Very few roommates in my life. Very few. I mean, you and my now wife, who we also lived together at the time. Yeah. Um, and then just whoever I used to be shacked up with in the military. So, random people for random amount of time. Never anyone for any long amount of time. You know, really allow you to make friends. Who was the worst? Who was that the worst? Was not allowed. Worst roommate. Well, yeah, I'm not ruining you out yet. Um, <laughs> gosh. I can't say I've ever actually had any bad ones. I've had really good luck with, with roommates, you know, including yourself. Nice. Uh, I stole I food. had this one. I had, <laughs> well, that's not that bad. Uh, I'm pretty sure I stole some weed from you occasionally. But not stole so much as borrowed, right? Good. You. You, you just followed you up it. You I learned. It. I learned how to drink from being your roommate. That's no small task. Oh yeah, you, you taught me how to smoke, and, and and I taught you how to drink. So that's pretty fair trade. Okay. Uh, you, were you gonna tell me who your worst was, or like a story about that, or can I cut you off? Oh, you know, like like I said, I've, I've had really good ones. Good. Um, I was just thinking about one of my best ones, which is a super random guy. This guy. Whose nickname was Sergeant Sergeant Fort Knox because he was a boxer in the military in, in the army. He was my roommate, but he lived off base with his girlfriend, and so I never saw him. And I even got to use his room pretty much all the time. So for the only period of my life where I ever lived alone, I was technically paired up with this other sergeant, uh, and he was just never there until you know the last couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> that was my best roommate. Because at the time, it was like the best friends I've ever been I've lived alone. But the worst, I don't know. Um, I said, just no bad ones. I've had great luck. Well, I'm, I'm, Am I your worst? Is that what you're inferring to, or referring to here? No, my worst was Riley when I lived uh, 401 Exclusive. I got the name 401 Experiment from living at 401 Joseph Path in Mankato, Minnesota. And while living there, I had a roommate named Riley, who was the worst roommate I've ever had because he never did anything cool. He always stayed in his room, and he beat off in our shower, and uh, like, it didn't always make it down the drain. So during some of my showers, How does that I just, not go down the drain? It's because he was bad at it. <laughs> he was a bad roommate. Didn't didn't care for Riley. Uh, so that's Karate Schnitzel. And the next track is Karate. What, what did I I'm write down? trying to complete blank on karate right now. With karate, I'll kick your ass. From here oh, yeah. to right over there. Into Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. Let me kick the fucking day, yeah. That's pretty much uh, straight from the show. Because uh, he steals his girlfriend, I think. Rather, He doesn't steal a schnitzel. He takes, I love her, dude. <laughs> yep. Outside of yeah. the uh, the tattoo parlor. Flying. It's like, are you open? Because I want to get my spine pierced later. 
like, what? I have my spine pierced. And I, I love clocking totally and I'm totally into Satan. Into Satan. <laughs> That's the type of chick you pick up yeah. when you worship Satan, you yeah. know? Some clogging spine pierce. Clogging? <laughs> oh, we gotta watch that show again. Okay, so I might be in Jordan in March because Kersey's having a party and I think I want to stay with you and we're gonna watch the Tenacious D DVD. Just so you know. I'm already... Yeah, just gotta track down the DVD, hook up the DVD player and uh, <laughs> convince the wife and we'll be all set. Yeah, 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 yeah. All three of those are equally difficult. So. <laughs> well, so completely doable because track down the DVD. Uh, it's 2017. Well, and this is assuming we make it to March anyway, because Trump's gonna blow us all up. Uh, track 18 is um. 401 exclusive. Track 18 is rock your socks, which is uh, rock your fucking socks off. Yeah, it's that rock song. It's like the road, where it's they just the the whole band comes in, and it's called rock your socks, so you know what's going down. They're gonna rock your fucking socks off. Is this the one where Jack goes, give him a taste, KG, and he rips off a, a tasty little face yeah. melter? Yeah, that that is rock. Bach of rock. That is Bach is the rock, a block of Bach that he learned at school of hard knocks. So he says not right there, Juilliard. not Juilliard. He learned this in the school of not hard knocks. Not Juilliard. So they Which is more exclusive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let us know right away, too. Because I feel like every every character in Annie went to the school of hard knocks. Is, is that not one of their songs? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. You're putting them on the same level as Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle's a little better. Okay. A little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next track is, I think, the funniest skit. It's Drive Through, where... Every time I go through a drive-thru, I think of it. Every single time. A, a it's got some great subtle humor. Yeah. Just, it just is just in the terminology they use. It's hilarious. Half Coca-Cola, half Diet Coke. A small <laughs> seasoned Western bacon cheese. Curly. Small seasoned curly. <laughs> okay, Kyle, what do you want? <laughs> Within four oh, seconds, see. you order three things, and Kyle and Jack complain. Yeah, and then Kyle ends up paying for all of it anyway. Get <laughs> I'm gonna have to Except cancel the last two things on the order. <laughs> yep, can't afford them. <laughs> and what? <laughs> what car are they driving? Where it's just? <laughs> I'm thinking it's an Oldsmobile. Yeah, uh, but no, Kyle drove a Cutlass Supreme. So it was probably that. That's a good point. Man. Which brings you into the double team supreme. Double right? team supreme. And it's the perfect song for when I first heard it. I was 16, 17 years old. And that was the perfect song. Because just talking about that double team supreme. Is that How's it going? The funniest Are you thing. Blowing? <laughs> exactly. As I... I I have in my notes it's a satanic groove that he's playing in the Ooh. background right okay just dark and ominous it's this is one of my songs either for or from the devil and you can hear it in in the notes hmm. I'll have to listen a little closer 
to that one. Uh, kind of reminds me of of some old, you know, big hair era rock bands that just drove the beat hard. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's best known for his his flashy style and jabbing grooves and that scene from Futurama where Fry is doing a flashback of his brother when he stole the four leaf clover. Seven leaf clover. It's, it's all those things. Right? Seven leaf it was clover? a seven leaf clover? Is that what it was? Yeah. His lucky seven leaf clover? Yeah. Way luckier than a four leaf. My mistake. The next song is the song City Hall. I have a little picture of, I, I drew next to City Hall when I wrote it down of Sasquatch. He's not in this song. In, in, in the lyrics, is he? he? But he is in, at this time in the show, he's part of the band? I think so. Or I was just thinking of, because this is like, this is the manifesto. This is, this is the track. This is the keynote thing. And that's, that's Sasquatch. Oh, and search for Sasquatch is on. <laughs> that's a distraction. And, and it's not what I got from the song. Uh, I felt like it was, I mean, look at the things that Jack predicts in the song. We're going to travel in tubes. Now, we're yeah. currently working on the tube technology right uh-huh. now. Elon Musk putting together the Hyperloop. Hyperloop. Tube technology is, is, yeah, you're not familiar with the Hyperloop? No, I am. I, I'm, I'm fully aware. Okay. So, we've got the tube technology, right? Uh-huh. And then he, he, he's getting the people, ooh, okay, we just got to legalize marijuana, right? Okay, we're doing that right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, That's the first decree. He was part of the Rock the Vote concert. You know, he is beating the bastards of City Hall. He's putting his people in place. He's getting the technology and, and, and the legalities that he wants. And he's calling it like Babe Ruth in the song. Yeah. He's pointing it out the bat to legalize it, tube technology. Fucking relieve his two kings until until Kyle starts encroaching yeah. on my decrees, yeah, right? He, he starts asking questions. He starts poking around. This song is split into three parts. There's the intro, the part where they go into the bunker, and then it's the decrees. And because it's it up so definitively and so like they, they fit together so it reminds me of a day in the life off of sergeant peppers because that song has like distinct parts where it's like the the whatever woke up got out of bed that part and maybe i'll put a drop so i don't have to explain it more but it's just the first decree is the legalization, the second decree is pollution and climate change, the third decree is no more uh, rich people and poor people, Uh, we'll figure it out. Okay, we're not, we haven't done that yet. (laughs) That's the economic fairness, yeah. And the fourth decree, or the fourth part, is where they they smoke up City Hall and then they play Rock'em Sock'em Romas. But there's a fourth part then, because in this song, there's like yeah, three or four minutes of silence. Well, that's the hidden track. And then a hidden part of the track. That's the hidden track. That's the whole of the track. 
Eight eight minutes fifteen seconds after. Okay. And that's the whole that's whole thing, right? Isn't that just back with him and Kyle just kinda mm-hmm. hanging out? Yeah. Testing out some some, some tunes and some lids. And I think I wrote down that takes place takes place after the one note song. So I bet you if you listen to it back to back one note song Malibu, it's probably the same uh well no, because I wrote down that he puts the guitar pick in his strings. So well, he pulls it back out. You know, they 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 smoke another joint, and then that could be because I think it's the same sit down. That okay, they, next they song. Those two. Next song, right? Yeah, apparently, it's Malibu. Calvin Jack didn't say stop. He, he might have put his pick back, but he's saying next song. Let's go to the next one. Let's That's work true. on it. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> I win. Shit. I win. One did nothing. Yeah, but you didn't fucking come out with this one. That's very true. Well, hour 12 took us to discuss this album. Uh, I'm not sure how long the album is. Like, what, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, maybe? Yeah, with that bonus track, it's, it's in the 50-minute mark. Yeah, so that's, that's the main conceit of this show is that you take time to listen to an album and then you take time further to discuss to discuss it didn't you have fun isn't this a fun thing to do doesn't this make oh, you appreciate the the record a little more it does for me That was an awkward Mr. Rogers moment there. Yeah, I was going to stop it there. <laughs> and then just let the... That's a good... Let, let some creepy piano clown music start and uh, fade to black. Yeah, I'm titling the, the drop for that clown music. <laughs> And then eight and a half minutes of silence, and then you come back in. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Don't cut that part out. Got it. Um, do you believe in God? I believe. I believe. You do? I believe in God. Oh, I believe in God. You do? Oh, I believe in God. <laughs> do you? I believe in God. <laughs> 